Hi everybody. Uh, this is Kanishka. We're back again on the episode three of the Viral Truth. I also have Sharath with me. Hey all. So uh, very interesting things happened the last week. We released our first two episodes, and uh, um, it was amazing. We got forty-five unique listeners to listen to us and give us feedback about what they thought about our voices, about thoughts, about how we discuss stuff. Um, very happy that uh, some people found it useful. Very happy that some people gave us a lot of feedback on how to improve and how to make this more interesting. So I guess um, this is a, a step in the right direction um, for people who are tuning in for the first time and trying to basically listen to us for the first time. The Viral Truths uh, initiative is to basically debunk fake narratives that continuously operate within our environment and. the way that we want to do this is by having a conversation on topics that are um that have been in the news that are relevant and that have uh, continuously seen um you know some kind of manipulation on the narrative so that is our purpose to look at it culturally look at it politically look at it sociologically and trying to basically understand what is the truth behind a lot of these fake narratives um so great uh Sharad, do you want to basically talk about um, some of the feedback pieces that you received? Yeah, I think one big point of feedback was that uh, you know, in some cases, we we said that we don't remember the exact source of something that we were talking about, which people yeah. said would be good to look it up. So the problem with that is that you know, the way we are doing this, it's a free flowing uh, conversation. You know, we are not really rehearsing it and doing it. Right. but point taken so what we are trying to do is one we did some more homework than we did last time uh, so we'll try to give more specific sources uh, yeah. and the second thing we'll try to do is uh, so if at all in a freewheeling discussion something comes up which we don't remember off the top of our head like where it was from we will find out and we will link to it in the show notes so wherever you're playing this when you open the episode there is a small description towards the end of that we will put a list of uh, sources or you know like where you can read more about something we mentioned so that's yeah. sort of like the compromise that we are setting to be able to speak freely and also give you more specific information pieces yeah 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 but and, yeah other than that i think it has all been great people gave some good feedback about our logo asked who the cat is and who the dog is i said mm. i'm the dog and you're the cat and then somebody asked like why are you a cat if your twitter bio says you're a bear and you know i don't yeah, think we really I'm... thought it through <laughs> covid has basically changed that in me i am a new animal now yeah you're a cat it's yeah. i'm a cat the... you might not know uh when i would become something else so maybe next did year the... i'll be back did the virus do this to you maybe Change you from one animal to the other or did the vaccine do it to me Huh. <laughs> yeah, vaccine is better. Yeah. Vaccine is better because the virus yeah. is ineffective. The vaccine is the main culprit. Actually, the way the vaccine worked is by changing you into a different animal and then huh. thereby making you safe from it. This is solved it. Let's close. Call it a call it quits. <laughs> We've solved the mystery. But yeah, so coming back to our topic for today, uh, yeah. the lab leak theory, right? So, Casey, do you want to start with why hmm. are we so, covering the lab leak I... theory? yeah so uh, i think it's uh, evident from the title of this uh, podcast but this is a this is a highly discussed extremely controversial 
a topic that I think will remain in the news uh, for a while now. I think for the next couple of years as well, you will hear a lot about this. And it's largely to do with the fact that um, uh, a part of us uh, wants to understand the origins of it um, very clearly. A lot has happened over the last one and a half years where a lot of people have actually lost um, not only, you know, uh, functional things like employment and, you know, money and finding it difficult to basically uh, persist and sustain their, themselves. But they've also seen the loss of life. And when you go through a phase like that, uh, a part of you always wants to find out what really happened. Where did this come from? Uh, that might not be apparent all the time. But I think it's very important for you to basically understand that. And from a scientific perspective, I think it's also very important for you to understand where the virus came from, to actually sequence it um, in a way that you can deal with the repercussions in the few next few years. You can actually understand the, the genesis of the origin. You can actually understand the, uh, the exact um, species of animals that this is spilled over from into humans and how it happened. And that's very important for us to basically understand because um, that's the basis of any kind of uh, preemptive action to be taken by any kind of government or any kind of medical fraternity in the next couple of years. So I feel that that's, it's, it's, a, it's a very important aspect uh, in the human um, nature and in the scientific world to understand the origins of the coronavirus. Yeah, so one, one slight tangent there. Uh, so although it is important to understand it for the reasons you mentioned, right? Mm. Uh, I think it's more important to understand how did this happen more than where did it come from? And the reason I True. say that is because now we think or a lot of scientists think it might have come from uh, a bat. Now mm. a lot of people think it came from a lab, right? But at the end of the day, there are so many different ways this could have happened. And there are so many different potential viruses or pathogens out there whether you are a natural uh, origin believer or a lab leak uh, believer, mm. there, is, there are plenty of potential pandemics still out there. So yeah. the next one might not come from the same source. So if we all look at the same source after finding it, if we do, we might still be looking at the wrong place because we get it from a new place. But that being said, it is important to understand it at least so that you have that full chain of events from, okay, it started from a certain point how did it become global? What yeah. failed along the way? So the truth always matters. It matters for different reasons sometimes, but it matters. Right? The problem is that when you're chasing this truth or trying to find out, you are led astray by a lot of competing narratives, which is what we wanted to talk about quite a bit. Correct. Correct. And you make a very important point to the distinction between uh, where it actually originated from and how it happened. Because those two might be unrelated. Uh, they might be, given the um, evidence that we've had for SARS or Ebola, we now know that both of those existed for a very long time. But they did not really turn into epidemics or pandemics. But this one did. So effectively, even if you find where it's come from, uh, the actual origins of it, we also want to understand how it started becoming this bad. And yeah. uh, where it started uh, becoming that bad, as in, was it at the end of it? What we are trying to basically ascertain in some ways: could it have been stopped? 
couldn't hmm. ha- could it have been managed in a way that the world could not have as in shouldn't have had to go through this uh at this scale so i think that is uh, the genesis of that thought of you know trying to basically figure out what really happened in china uh out of all these different narratives that we've been hearing all these last one and a half years we really want to figure out which is the true one because if we find the true one then we'll understand what could have been done at that point of time uh to contain it so i feel that that's a that's a critical point for us to basically talk about today so in terms of could this have been prevented now of course it's very difficult to answer that question because it's completely hypothetical but mm. there is a lot of fair criticism about china for suppressing information in the beginning now initially when a lot of uh, experts or doctors on the ground in china started reporting it the chinese government sort of suppressed their voices and censored them yeah. which was a wrong thing to do now we can never know if they had been allowed to speak out more freely and was taken seriously quicker maybe right. we could have prevented it maybe we could not have prevented it but you know we at least know that transparency is always better in in things like this uh, or any any matter for for that uh, you know like but in the case of china china is known to be non transparent in many things but i'm not very sure if the situation would have been very different if it was another country which yeah. happened to be the source of the you know pandemic because nobody exactly. wants to admit that this started here although it technically doesn't matter right like say especially if it is a natural uh, origin uh, mm. or even if it is not a natural origin or it started somewhere and then gets into some kind of animal population whether mm. it is human beings or an animal mm. the second it enters then there is no nationality right because bats will keep traveling across borders human beings will keep traveling across borders mm. and once it starts like you can't put the like put it back into the bottle once it starts yeah so and the I, more I, you try to mm. pinpoint where it started the mm. what happens is that then people become reluctant to share that this started here because nobody wants to be blamed for you know being the city where it started mm. there's so many things to unpack here um yeah. i feel that um, this is this is the example in geopolitics um and communication on the at a geopolitical level that should be taken on as a case study to l- understand across the next uh, decade or something because what actually happened between november 2019 to uh, or let's say some people say december 2019 some people say november 2019 for uh, simplicity let's take the december 2019 as the uh, as the timeline to follow from december 2019 to about feb 2020 this was exactly like how other pandemics were or epidemics were at yeah. that point of time it was a virus outbreak uh, it had it this is not a singular effect uh, uh, event this had happened before uh, this had happened with mers with sars with ebola with um, you know in some ways you could say hiv as well but that's a very different conversation but um uh, at least with these three and multiple let's say even bird flu or um, you know avian influenza uh, um nipah the nipah uh, event that happened in kerala so these had happened before and the way that basically some of these governments where they originated or the countries that they originated with 
the governments were prepped to take action, you know uh, measures to control it and however the difference in this case was that there was a sense that this was more dangerous we had seen in early january some videos of people dropping dead on street we found that to be absolutely fake they were not <laughs> corona related but those were the narratives that basically got out into the global world about this new virus that was corona virus and that was spreading so much so that when i personally took a flight in february i carried my own blanket for the first time in the history of time uh, on an airline uh, i carried a sanitizer on my own which i'd never done in the in the past but yeah. still i traveled right i traveled because i thought okay this is something that could be managed i think we just need to clear surfaces and we'll be okay and that was the first time i think uh, we were also hearing that cases were coming into india kerala was the first state that had two where i you know two students who were studying in uh, in uh, wuhan and had come home so we had all of these cases so why i'm tending towards that news is that uh, in that time is that this is not this is not the first time that this has happened this has happened before people were trying to be careful because viruses are difficult to contain so you have to take your own measures and governments have to basically enact some global measures of travel and how basically people are moving from one end to the other so much so that korea all of these south asian countries where they've um, seen viruses are used to living with masks Yeah. and they are they are absolutely okay driving around in a mask and feel comfortable i went to taiwan in 2019 i saw masks being sold as a regular stuff in a 711 if you walk in you would basically find multiple type of masks available this yeah, is before corona virus in fact i was in uh, i was on the subway in new york and i i reached one station and i yeah. saw this whole bunch of people wearing masks uh, so uh. most of them were like you know from korea or like you know from somewhere exactly. uh, in southeast yeah. asia and uh. i got really freaked out at that point thinking did something happen here like you know why are there so many masks out here and yeah. then i realized that that seemed pretty common like you know for a lot of people from those areas they seem to wear masks in subways and i yes. was laughing at it then but now i'm not <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um, i remember i i bought some masks from taiwan and got them back home and i wore them in gurgaon in uh, in in december of tw- uh, december of 2019 you know why because uh, there was supposed to be a smog event at gurgaon yeah. it was because of pollution i wanted to wear it so it seemed cool i didn't know that i would spend the next 2 years wearing it at that point of time so uh, you know it's a funny funny thing of how basically <laughs> certain things turn out to be absolutely tragic in your life but yeah, yeah. Oh, jokes apart this this has not happened before this was something uh, this is not uh, this was not a new thing this had happened before uh, so effectively the way that the narrative was moving around was also not very uncommon but yes this was slightly tending to be a, a little bit of a panic setting where you see the number of deaths in in wuhan or the kind of cases that you would see in wuhan so effectively we got really scared now post that i feel when the boston event happened which is basically the first major super spreader event in the us where um, uh, you know there was a, a congregation of 
of uh, multiple scientists uh, uh, and the uh, uh, a major pharma conference that was taking place place in boston where you saw the first you know multiple cases of uh, covid spreading that was when us got very serious this is uh, feb early feb and when us got very serious the first news or first political statement that came out came out from the republican party a person called tom cotton he said this is a lab leak this is a virus that has come on come out from the wuhan lab so effectively mm-hmm. suddenly you had instead of a natural virus that we are all accustomed to suddenly you have a narrative thrown in the mix from a very conservative uh, political party about the fact that this has come out from a lab yeah what does that do that basically you know sends everything spinning because suddenly now this is not a virus that the government is um trying to control the way that they are trying to control everything else they are now trying to control a narrative of the fact that china is responsible for it this might be a bioweapon however slim the chances are however small the conversation is but suddenly this conversation has become geopolitical it has taken a political shape it is no longer a very scientific information that has to be investigated it is it has suddenly become political so i feel that is why this suddenly went into um, you know that that place where china had to block everybody out hmm. china had to basically stop all kind of uh, communication to the ex- a- a- external environment till they realized what it was and how they could control it at that point of time my sister in law was staying in china and if i may uh, be absolutely frank she was staying in a very different place um, uh, than wuhan and, and the districts that were uh, you know affected uh, 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 she said that almost every city in china had become a ghost town Mm. uh there were no people on roads there were absolute lockdowns as in you could not move out you couldn't meet anybody you couldn't see anywhere uh, people moving around so almost every major city in china at that point of time had become ghost towns that news in itself gave us even more of a scare than any kind, any other kind of uh, you know solace so uh, a lot of people thought that this is uh, humongous something major has happened now we don't know what has happened they're trying to basically hide uh, more facts so it became even worse for china in the global community then it become became better for them so i feel that those events uh, really made it uh, uh, you know very difficult for any country to open up at that point of time that's my feel around the uh, around the whole topic of how it started yeah and for politicians right at in every other country uh, from china except maybe some countries which are very closely allied to china mm, mm. i think it's very convenient to blame china whether they yeah. are to blame or not or whether they like what they are to blame uh, for or not because yeah. at the end of the day you are not able to manage the pandemic well you are not able to keep it out of your borders so correct whatever failures that you have it's easier to explain it away when it is an attack by a foreign country right and now even in india the government is not officially saying it but you will see all the right wing uh, like you know sort news. of the 
yeah news outlets the ecosystem yeah. will start buzzing about this and yeah. i've seen people on twitter like you know people who are associated with uh, bjp tweeting that this is a china virus it is a bio weapon uh, they were controlling it then second wave they released a new version so mm. what what it does is if you're at war in your head right then more than blaming your country for any like shortfalls or any losses you will blame the other person thinking that okay we were doing better now they hit us again now yeah. we have to like support our government till we hit back so yeah. it's very convenient and whether you say it officially or not it is convenient or useful for politicians to cultivate it so yeah. that it it saves them yeah and uh, it, like like it is uh, for the right wing uh i don't think the left wing or the left side or the other side of this uh, narrative has also really helped the cause uh i'll tell you why because they've also used science as a crutch to get them through some conversations on the political side so they yeah. have also continuously tried to basically so the left um uh, narrative about uh, what happened in in china was an exposition of finding out why china ate exotic animals mm. and how china basically instead of protecting exotic animals went into consuming them as a sign of prestige and a lot of the left uh, absolutely liberal media you know put out those news articles uh, because they gained a lot of uh, re- you know viewership readership about this particular topic right in the first four months of 2020 uh, a lot of the news was about the exotic animal trade the exotic animal uh, subculture where people think that eating exotic animals is basically a, a way to tell people that you're rich that you're elite so there is basically this uh, fundamental thing that got exploited by the liberal media as well so in some ways it did not really help all of those both the left uh, the liberal media and the right wing media especially in the us because we'll come back to the point of how it affects india but those were the places where a lot of these conversations originated from and globally a lot of the media houses lapped up those uh, news articles and started having sideline conversations on them i don't think i have seen any independent journalistic uh, uh, you know pieces or investigative pieces especially from india because all yeah. the news that we have consumed over the last one and a half years have been hand me downs from the american uh, media or the chinese media or some other media sources that basically doing some amount of investigative journalism on what's really happening from a zoonotic basis which is basically the virus spreading naturally through species of animals and then into human or the lab leak theory where basically we are talking about how the uh, you know aspect uh, of how the uh, information uh, jumped out of a wuhan lab or how the virus jumped out of a wuhan lab so the, i feel that uh, both the both the um, entities of uh, uh, left liberal and right wing have are equally responsible for spreading a state of confusion about the origins of of the um uh, virus i think the problem is it's it's a little like you know when you have a very prominent or very visible criminal trial going on and mm. then you get a whole media trial alongside it you get people on you know the side which says the person is guilty the side uh, which says the person is 
not guilty hmm. and the problem is that both of them are muddying the waters for what should be a very objective discussion or a very objective trial and yes the right wing here i think is a little more to blame because they absolutely pushed like you know known fake yeah. narratives but the left also doesn't help when they make it political then the whole focus like you know changes from scientific to political and then it just muddies the waters for everybody i think including scientists and yeah. in india right i think you brought up a important point about how in india there's been no real independent journalism on this it's been hand me downs and like riding that wave so at least with I the think, origins origins or say yeah. about the origins aspect yeah so in in my experience when you know in terms of a chronology of how i have encountered this in india it started off with whatsapp jokes like you know it started off with a lot of people sharing jokes like you know all this happened because somebody ate a bat in china or all this yeah. because the chinese yeah. people can't eat something else so yeah. it was initially jokes now of course those people didn't really take it absolutely seriously but it was one of those things yeah i mean they do a lot of crazy things that right. kind of a thing right slowly it's changed i think uh, somewhere this year you probably know the like the timeline better but somewhere in may or uh, somewhere towards the end of the second wave suddenly mm. i saw news articles popping up in india now yes. i was very surprised because i saw a article in the wire.in which is known to be a little more leftist and i mean they have their biases but i hadn't known them to be like you know very misleading in their uh, yeah. reporting and let's call them in some ways anti establishment uh, they're not basically trying to uh, you know cater to the public uh, view through the establishment's view yeah so they i haven't known them to you know push fake news so much i've known them to yeah. be a little biased in their reporting like you know on what side they take like they usually yeah. take the left side but suddenly they feature this article by somebody called nicolas wade about mm. why this is a you know lab leak okay mm-hmm. and i read that article a very long article with a lot of technical uh, things uh, thrown in details so, yeah yeah it starts with let us consider both sides i will like the author says that i will give you both sides of the you know the <laughs> the debate and everything but as it goes on you'll realize that it is only one side that he's pushing right and but he's done it very convincingly right now the reason it is so convincing it's a little like how you like some science fiction movies or some fantasy movies so there are some movies which you see which you will think okay this is ridiculous it doesn't make sense versus some which don't make you feel that right even mm. if the premise is aliens or something like that mm. the difference is when you tell a story well you will pick some basic axioms you will say that okay these are the rules of this universe this part is true like hey this you know uh, aliens exist or superpowers exist or something like that so yeah. you you'll throw in some parts which are not real but you will make that as a fundamental thing which like you know positive charges uh, repel each other or you know opposite charges attract or yeah, something like that correct yeah it's an axiom like it's something which is absolutely true at a basic mm. level then you build an entire story on top of it and everything you build on top of it should make sense provided the basic assumption is considered to be true yeah like you can't have a story where you know there are aliens but then suddenly there is there are gods in the story that mm. doesn't make sense you have to stick mm. to that baseline reality yeah right so the reason this guy's article is so convincing is he will ri- give a lot of technical information and he will say that 
in a virus in a naturally occurring virus these things are always known to be true and then he will continue to say that okay now here's some evidence that shows that this is not matching that right so it is very convincing because you are buying that basic assumption that he pushes in the beginning without realizing it so i became a little skeptical after reading some of it because i started understanding that now i can't fact check this while reading it because i am not a microbiologist i don't understand some of these things that he's saying i just have to take his word for okay four positively charged amino acids can't occur naturally he says it so i'm believing it and then believing everything else that follows so then i started doing some fact checking on the side now the problem with fact checking is that it usually lags the fake news by you know quite a few weeks sometimes because nobody's uh, you know continuously scanning and writing articles for every piece of fake news so when i googled initially i couldn't find much but i googled a little about the person who wrote this now his credentials seem very good like he used to work in new york times i think uh, he's written in nature like very credible if you just read his byline but then when i looked into it he is also a person who's written a book uh which kind of claims that race is you know real that human beings have evolved differently in the last 10000 years so that westerners are in a way superior and that is why they got the scientific revolution so it is implying that uh africa or asia like all these places which uh are now in the developing a third world category are in that state because of some genetic uh problem or genetic difference right so that's the background of this person now a uh, uh, lab leak theorist will immediately say that you know this is a appeal to authority or why should what he wrote earlier matter it matters because i am not qualified to read his article and know immediately whether what he said is not right or not so either i need another expert's view to counter him or i also need to look into his credibility now if this is a guy who's absolutely crazy like say would you believe everything that trump says knowing that trump has recommended things like you know why don't we drink bleach or inject bleach to kill the coronavirus right so naturally you will have some bit of skepticism the problem here is that like you said right there is no independent journalism now this article got published in the wire in a day or two every other news outlet uh, started publishing the same thing or they started quoting nicholas wade who is a very credible person that's how they talk about him and that's it right so he is presented as this absolute authority whereas the truth is that he has you know pushed out a lot of things in the past which is very questionable and scientists have uh, debunked it or like you know gone after him for bad science basically that doesn't come out like the media here got a narrative that works and everybody else jumped on the bandwagon once one outlet covered it so i think uh, sharad what you uh, just said uh, is very interesting if you break it down uh, there are only two ways for you to understand a piece of news hmm. the first piece is are you an expert do you understand science do you understand why certain things happen and when people go into this you know deep pocket of explaining it in in scientific terms do you actually are you an expert to understand it from that angle or are you only looking at this you know common sensical conclusions that they are making out of the science which is i think very important because all of them uh, anyone anyone tries to basically explain science by then dropping an analogy about um, you know so what it means in the layman's term or what it means in the real world for people to understand it better 
now there is that way of understanding a piece of news and the other one is to understand it through credibility and we've discussed this in the past as well whom do you trust as an institution of uh, uh, you know knowledge or as the authority on to speak to this one of the authorities that keep coming in our mind when we are talking about all of these things is anthony fauci that yeah. because of the fact that anthony fauci was speaking the truth speaking truth to power even at the time when he was under trump and we saw how trump basically just blew it out uh, out of proportions out you know, multiple topics you could understand that this is one person that you can trust because he's trying to bring the truth in in the public sphere at all points of time but on a random piece the piece that you talked about from a nicholas way perspective that you didn't know nicholas fate first and then you didn't know the expert that he was quoting or the material that he was quoting and when you started finding out about his uh, credibility you had certain doubts now that yeah. that that doubt doesn't mean that that person is sprouting lies right uh, so effectively uh, it could mean that you don't see credibility at that point of time and it could also mean that he might be right and you don't know him uh, yeah. it could mean either of them that, i don't know that yeah, exactly. well enough to understand but right but the point is i kept my skeptical hat on without mm. believing it immediately i uh, also yeah. read it i read yeah. the whole piece but yeah. i also started checking okay now a lot of this is dependent on him saying that you know this particular thing cannot be natural correct now is that true the yeah. problem is that when i look for it immediately i will not find a debunking of that because nobody spoken about the specific thing yeah. but two weeks later i get it like say for example uh i don't remember if it was nicolas wade or one of the other prominent news pieces that are circulating yeah. uh but one of the things that they have said this four positively charged amino acids cannot mm. naturally occur naturally uh, occur yeah yeah and they say it is physically impossible for that mm. to happen mm. so mm. it has to be lab made yeah now i i read it and i thought okay now i can't really tell if this is true mm. then two weeks later i found another person saying something which actually i could have debunked on my own because he said how can it be physically impossible and then it was made in a lab even if it is made in a lab it has to obey the laws of physics right so yeah there is immediately a problem there and then later even like another week or two uh, later then more news uh, outlets started talking about it or i started reading about more experts saying that what they are saying is impossible is actually there in nature already in multiple yeah. other coronaviruses uh, spread across the natural world so yeah. you start with something which is considered or you're saying it like it's an absolute truth because the audience does not know that it is not so you're saying it like 1 plus 1 equal to 2 so 2 plus 1 has to be equal to 3 yeah which is true because 1 plus 1 is equal to 2 but if somebody is saying 1 plus 1 equal to 3 and starting from there and you're just believing it then all the other maths you do later will seem right but it is still built on a very shaky foundation yeah fair enough and i think uh, uh, the the fact is that um why we are discussing this is not for anybody except at least from my point of view um i would say that um the confusion is more because of two reasons one initially i wasn't reading enough about it so mm-hmm. i didn't really understand why this hasn't happened and i was waiting for people to basically tell me and you know there is a certain way that we've con- started consuming news that the to- you know we wait for the right news to bubble up 
out of all of these uh, 15 combinations that are possible i think uh, we've considered um, we've um, in some ways accepted the fact that the top two or three news pieces if they're true and right and if they're accepted globally they will bubble up and i will hear about it and when i hear about it i'll get to know that this is either a lab leak or a natural virus so i just wait for that day to happen but in the middle there is basically what has happened over this particular topic is that there is continuously fake narratives about one part of the agenda winning so yeah. if you go through multiple news articles and also political debates i think a lot of the political debates is driving news in some ways because somebody sprouts uh, some nonsense and then somebody uh, a news house starts scrambling to either uh, disprove it or a news house basically picks it up as the gospel of truth and then you know starts sharing it around so uh, that that atmosphere has become really intense over the last one and a half months as you just said from a chronology perspective at the end of may 2020 i think uh, most of the global experts on this uh, on this topic actually came out and said that this seems like a natural occurrence so let us uh, go with it lancet also basically said it multiple times um uh, lancet has been regarded as the uh, you know the credible source for us to get scientific information on this particular thing in the middle um who also came out and said that you know there's no foul play this is supposed to be a natural thing but the who um uh, uh, piece of information has has not been seen as credibly uh, as other areas because of their uh, you know uh, supposedly close relationships with uh, china and therefore they are seen as people who are basically doing china's bidding now that apart i think lancet has not really fallen into that trap and been con- you know continuously proven to be in in wider circles proven to be a credible source so they they said in may 2020 that this seems like a natural virus end of conversation we are not really exploring that uh, lab leak uh, area uh, vehemently or in the global fraternity is not chasing it up so the local population and the public all across the world whatever they might think they gave it a rest but in may end of 2021 there is a team called drastic that came into news this is a team of uh, you know private investigators who've been researching the wide web um on articles and communication pieces between wuhan lab and the chinese government and what trying the chinese government was trying to redact or hide over the last 6 uh, 7 months and they've been trying to unearth pieces where it becomes uh, or they they have come out with pieces of information where you could see that china has tried to not be very transparent on certain measures that has blown out of proportion the minute that happened news articles across the world said a pri- a team of private investigators have been able to basically do what the global media has not been able to do they have forced the hand of president biden to ask uh, you know very um, serious and um, uh um you know what a powerful questions to the chinese government about releasing more material so the narrative quickly changed from that angle into giving the lab leak more focus uh that theory more focus and demanding more investigation be done on the lab leak theory 
one part of that was who's team which gave you a result in uh, early may about the lab leak theory not being the right theory and it's still the jury is still out of how actually it happened that also basically became a major culprit in the overall uh, conversation because people thought that if scientists told you that uh, the investigation was not enough they were actually saying that they have failed to prove it their way but that's not true science takes time and an example of that science taking time is the sars virus itself actually people don't know but the sars virus um the origination obviously got uh, attributed to a bat and then to a civet and also we were able to find out narrow down a, a, a restaurant where the first human jump had happened which was actually the quasi plot for contagion contagion as well the movie uh but um, if you if you look at that analysis that research it took 15 years post the event to actually narrow it down to the exact variety of bats and how it happened so it takes time for you to get there so it, it takes time and yeah. the other thing is that it need not necessarily be solved so i think i'm not completely sure but i think even in the case of sars i think they attributed it to bats but civet is considered to be the most likely or like almost certain but i don't think they have a smoking gun and in many yeah. cases you don't have it the reason is very simple the there are lots of animals out there like in a single species and you need to sample the right one at the right time now yeah. that particular animal might clear the infection or yeah. it might die off uh, or get eaten by something or whatever right before you ever do it so it's not always the same as like a criminal investigation where 20 years later you will find a better detective and like you know dna analysis and yeah. you will uncover it yeah. in these cases sometimes the evidence will completely disappear naturally and yeah. you there is a very good chance that we might never know exactly where this started from yeah and and that is okay i mean it's not okay but that's that's reality and that doesn't mean that somebody is necessarily hiding it it just means that maybe the source animal died before anybody could find it so for everybody who is basically listening to us and for us as well uh one mm. um you know one confession to make is that the more we read about this it is not that things are becoming crystal clear the more we read about this the only thing that's becoming clear is that this will take time this yeah. will take a long time for us to understand and we have to basically trust certain scientific teams to go out and do the research because whether you like it or not and whether you know it or not the wuhan lab at the center of this has actually been you know trying to figure out the sars variables and other coronavirus variables for the last 14 years and the best scientific minds in virology have all gathered to make sure that they do ample research for stuff not to happen so when we start you know apportioning blame to a particular lab without us actually knowing anything about you know the the scientific reasons of why this happened and how this happened is actually you know it, it's a it's a shame uh, because effectively we are just reducing this conversation to a um a, a a very you know arnab like conversation on on prime time television that it has to be multiple windows and multiple people shouting at each other and therefore we'll find the truth out of it we won't we will have to find the truth the hard way which is basically going through years and years of research and the people who are doing this research are at 
you know whether you like it or not are the best people to do this research there isn't like a you know um, uh, the the seekers of the world which is basically the investigative journalists who got called out within that drastic team as the enigma personality who's discovered uh, countless new material about this lab leak theory or the fact that the lab leak might be uh, uh, an actual event are not the guys or not the people who are trying to basically do the hard research of finding the uh, the the viral uh, the viral infection source so the people who are actually trying to basically find it let us give them the chance to prove it and they will uh, we need to basically get into that mode of trusting them because they have been doing that on their own for about 15 uh, 16 years since the uh, sars 2 um, uh, uh, what do you call it uh, uh, virus broke out a couple of other things she zengli is the bat lady who's basically one of the prominent uh, people in the wuhan lab who's been chasing sars for the last 15 years it's her research after 15 years that we've actually narrowed it down to some extent to the exact ex- uh, species of the horseshoe um, um, uh, bats that have led to a lot of the coronavirus events um, along with that the lab that we are so flippantly talk about we we talk about lab leaks is a bs bsl 4 level lab very few labs across the globe are at that level of security and that level of sophistication so it's very simple for us to basically imagine a very loose lab right next to our home in belindur maybe where <laughs> some kind of uh, you know uh groundwater testing is happening that's not the lab that we're talking about we're talking about one of the best labs in the world where though they don't take uh, you know um uh, things very lightly uh, things are very serious things are very secure none of the variables that are in the lab variants in the lab have escaped they have not seen any kind of loss in the uh, gain of function researches that they've done across the uh, spectrum of the last 10 10 years they've not really lost a while of uh, something that could have basically walked out of the lab and affected people yes lab leaks are the truth it has happened in the past uh, even um, uh, a, cha- a lab in beijing had a sars uh, leak out but it didn't really affect into get into a pandemic natures most of these cases have been controlled in the past through largely people getting affected in the lab and then walking out and affecting other people but they have been contained and had that been the case it would have been a different uh, material in our opinion so we have to give it time one example of science getting twisted that comes to my mind and i think i want to quote quote it is this singapore news that we heard right in the middle of uh, you know uh, the corona virus around uh, june of this month a news came out on on whatsapp where else uh, that singapore has become the first country in the world to perform an autopsy for a covid-19 corpse and all <laughs> after a thorough investigation it was discovered that covid-19 does not exist as a virus it is actually a bacteria that has been exposed to radiation and causes human death by coagulation in the blood now when you read stuff like this the point that you were making sharat about you know scientific um, you know terminology being thrown around to give you some kind of credibility i think all of the fake narratives and this was proved to be a absolute piece of junk news that was spread on whatsapp there is nothing the government said that we have done done no autopsy there is no radiation there is nothing like this but there is a news article how what does it take for you to basically create a narrative nothing 
today you fact, can actually yeah so i, I wanted to bring that article. up i i yeah. wanted to bring that up and let's say that you know this is uh, this is this is the nature of the truth that you hear on the uh, you know on, on the circle of talking about science when talking about your conspiracy theory yeah sure go ahead yeah i just wanted to say that i read the same news article i think on whatsapp but the country was in singapore when i read it it was italy uh-huh. <laughs> okay <laughs> perfect and if it had been italy then more people would have believed it because italy was the first country to be affected outside of china that heavily yeah yeah, yeah. so casey so, just coming back to what you were saying earlier right and i just want to play the devil's advocate because i mean both of us are obviously more skeptical by nature or like you know especially mm. on this topic yeah. so i just want to play the devil's advocate and and bring up some of the counterpoints that a lab leak believer would bring up now mm-hmm. there are so many that i'm sure we cannot go through all of them but i at least want to bring up some of the big ones and then talk about it right? mm. so one i think the biggest issue that people have so you spoke about uh, uh i i forgot her name like the bat lady as she's yeah, referred she yeah she she's angry yeah so she's angry uh, you spoke about anthony fauci and yeah. now in every case you spoke about them as somebody credible right and yeah. somebody who we should give some if mm. not respect like you know we should give them the space to do their work exactly the the biggest issue that most people who believe the lab leak or other conspiracy theories is with that right so so what they would say there is True. this is centralized authority this is an agenda why should you believe the like the so called experts blindly so in their heads right they are not the ones suppressing the truth they are the ones chasing the truth and we are the people who are blindly following what somebody is telling us right yeah so so that is one big thing that i wanted to talk about and yeah. when i usually refer to somebody like this and say that you know this credible scientist or scientific body said this people will say oh like sometimes people say oh that is an appeal to authority it is a logical mm. fallacy that that means that you're just referring to this and saying that oh this person said it so this has to be true mm. which is considered a logical fallacy yeah right so the case in point that is actually an informal logical fallacy uh, and it applies only in certain cases yeah. now if there are there is a uh, you know like a topic of discussion where both of us can consider that thing right in front of us verify yeah. it ourselves yeah. and then you have verified that okay you know say this door is open and i tell you this door is closed because an expert said it then you can say that is that is a appeal to authority which is ridiculous mm. but in most cases appeal to authority is a very reasonable argument because we live in a world which is hyper specialized yeah. so for example now you want to get your car fixed or you want to you know go to the doctor and like you know get treatment are you going there and saying that okay i cannot believe this person because this person is an expert and i will not believe authority so i will do it myself no you cannot say it yeah. that doesn't mean that you believe it blindly what you can do is for example a doctor uh, or a car mechanic tells you one prognosis which costs a lot of money and something about their manner made you seem a little uh, feel uncomfortable hesitant yeah yeah the smart thing to do is uh, one see if there are some obvious things that they said which even you can fact check like you know mm. say say maybe my car mechanic said that this thing is uh, like you know the clutch has to be changed every 6 months which doesn't make sense to you but then the next step uh somewhere has to be you refer to another expert 
you go to a different doctor you go to a different uh, car workshop maybe you go to three or four of them because that's the only way you can do it the alternative is you have to study automobile engineering or medical science for like you know years and then come back and examine it with your your own toolkit yeah if that is not available then people following authority or at least looking at authority is a very reasonable uh, thing to do no absolutely as in there's no doubt about that and i think what you're trying to say in some ways in some ways has uh, got disrupted our ways of you know absorbing news and understanding perspectives is very different than how we actually behave in the real world so yeah. you don't, you don't even have to basically say all of these pe- things to a person who's trying to get his car um uh, you know uh, serviced because that individual organically takes this uh, uh, iter- iterative process to get it done because they know that that's not the the first thing that comes by is not the first best deal maybe because you're yeah. you're uh, built to think like that but on the other hand about things that you don't know and i i i have debate there are different parts to this um you know there's i i call it the blindsidedness of certain areas uh, it, it's one of the reasons why a lot of old people tend to believe everything about technology uh that that sounds almost basically magical because <laughs> they they are not born and brought up with technology so it's a little alien to them and they're blindsided by that knowledge they think that anything's possible so very smart uh, erudite individuals intellectuals might fall for a very uh, silly um, you know scam of getting your otp on phone <laughs> right yeah. why does that happen because you're not there are certain compartmentalized um uh, topics in your head so you know this virus and and, and the, i will come to another point but the virus and scientific information around this and how things happened are that compartmentalized blocks for a lot of people so when you get in any kind of information the first information that you get you start thinking this is this might be true without doing any kind of research but for anything that is part of your cycle like getting a car um serviced or buying a phone you're excessively um, uh, bothered about making the right decision and you go to extra lens to make that right decision but you don't do that here so that that comes out all the time the part that i was talking about in my head which is a part of this overall narrative which i want to talk about is that is this deep deep state concept that uh, there are very powerful pe- powerful people uh, agenda driven people who control the narrative so when you hear um, and you know this is this has happened in our political spectrum as well where you see this uh, you know vilification of english speaking intellectuals that they are sometimes lying uh, the whole concept of lutins media which was created by the right wing to tell you that there are certain people who are only agenda driving and they don't basically want to hear the truth so i am going to give you the truth because this party does i can you cannot believe them so i feel that narrative has happened here as well where a large party of people have chosen two angles one you cannot trust china china hides information therefore there must be something you know for the lack of any um, anything else uh, dal mein kuch kala hai 
which is the <laughs> hindi equivalent of uh, you know there must be something anything suspicious i will believe the other yeah. angle is that us gives you these us drives the narrative all round so when us tells you that vaccines are right then you must ask whether it is right or not um indian a, a very interesting thing happened we discussed it last time this whole uh, wait and watch scenario happened because people didn't know that our indian immunity was uh, 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 almost equal to the eighth wonder in the world <laughs> that nothing would really happen to us because uh, you know you know we've had pani puri from the street so uh, effectively that was the narrative that we believed because uh, you know all these vaccines vaccines can actually there are a way to control you i am going into very deep uh, conspiracy theories uh, <laughs> the- but i'm just trying to basically make it aware for our listeners and for me as well is that there is this concept of deep state which is just above a cons- conspiracy theory level people who think that uh, they are not conspiracy theorists also believe in the deep state wherein certain agenda is driven by narratives across the globe and anything counter to that narrative might have a truth in it even though you've not heard of this person like nicholas wade or that singapore theory you yeah. don't know who's basically spreading it because but it it's not in the news so there must be something true so this discovery this element of you know today i you know hit gold on whatsapp and <laughs> uh, i've been able to basically find uh, you know a lost treasure comes into four and i start spreading the news and it think- happens repeatedly 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 over multiple topics and we've got to use used to it that not that this psychology of basically sharing news which is uh, seemingly untrue uh, well, seemingly true but absolutely bullshit uh, we've we've got accustomed to spreading it is what so i so i think conspiracy theories like you know we can do i don't know how many episodes on that but mm. i just want to bring it back to this particular case right because i think yeah. at least in my experience now i have spoken to people who match what you said right like the yeah. conspiracy theory mentality but most people i have spoken to are not like that but they have absolutely believed this so much so that when yeah. i talk to somebody yeah. they will talk about this in passing as something which is well established and i say you know it is still considered to be most likely a natural uh, source and then they say what wasn't it confirmed that china did it i was like no it wasn't confirmed hmm. and the when and then i asked them what makes you think it is confirmed and they hmm. say because it's there in all the news outlets man yes. not this yeah. one right i've i've read it on ndtv i read it on india today i read it in like i saw it on the tv news like i you know it's yeah. so what they think is that this has been verified because yeah. it is popping up everywhere yeah the truth is that especially in india in most of these cases it is one or two articles which like you said hand me down pieces are getting republished by every outlet yeah now now one that got published a lot uh, including ndtv which uh, disappointingly including ndtv just blindly quotes the daily mail so i googled a little about daily mail now i remember that daily mail is a name that has come up before not yes. in good ways yeah but i did some research on it right mm. so daily mail is a british tabloid mm. uh, in in india i don't know what's the term in malayalam you call it manjapatram like yellow papers you know like okay. the, yeah, yeah. the <laughs> you know the sleazy uh, uh, scandalous stuff right the yellow journalism of, yellow journalism uh, yeah yeah right? so daily mail is an outlet which is well known for that 
keeps publishing different conspiracy theories mm. in fact they have been banned by wikipedia like mm. they are not allowed as a source on interesting uh, wikipedia mm. now every news outlet here is quoting uh, something and the way they are doing it is a respectable outlet like ndtv yeah. they will not publish an opinion piece instead they will say study says this according to scientists or something correct like that. correct and then in that article they will say this as per daily mail's reporting so yeah. every questionable thing is as per daily mail's reporting yeah now who's daily mail you don't know <laughs> right so that's how that's how this comes across to people mm. and the reason so many people are falling for this one of course is just the pure media blitz uh, that is happening yeah the second is because it is so personal for people right now yeah. like you yeah. said in the beginning you have lost somebody because of covid you have lost your job or you have you have lost two years of your life at least or a year yes. you're sitting yeah. at home yeah and there is a very natural human tendency tendency it is called the proportionality bias it is mm. a cognitive bias in your like it's a bias in your thinking mm. so what that says is you tend to believe that big events have big causes mm. it is very hard to believe that something that upended your life and everybody else's life and yeah. stopped like global travel and everything mm. is because of a random bat somewhere yeah. which they <laughs> came in contact with somebody uh. that is actually more scary because that if you were to accept that mm. which is actually true mm. you would have to accept the fact that there are hundreds or thousands of potential pandemics out there yeah. now there are reasons why it might not happen also but yeah this is not really an unusual event if you look at history it has happened very frequently and right now we are talking about china with this sneer yeah there was a time when india was spoken about like that cholera like the first cholera epidemic is supposed to have started from india in i believe 1817 mm-hmm. it's it started in the sundarbans so okay sundarbans was an area where the moguls wouldn't go because you know there were all kinds of diseases not this diseases like you know like wildlife and all of that yeah the east india company came started cutting the mangroves uh, wanted to plant rice and okay. there is a type of crustacean i think like uh, I, i have to check the exact name yeah cope cope pod it is called so okay it's like a millimeter long uh, thing very common in the world mm-hmm. thrives in that kind of environment mm-hmm. but carries the disease like the cholera uh, like you know disease okay now the second you went into that area and started cultivating rice somebody came into contact and the epidemic is supposed to have started from contaminated rice right and mm. it was much more deadly and at that point historically india was abused now at that point there was no genetic research so nobody called us a like a lab leak or whatever yeah. but india was called this place which is the source of all epidemics people mm. would like you know deride us saying that yeah. now now we want to say that to china and yeah. the funny thing is that we are so obsessed with pointing out a lab while the truth is that we ourselves are a petri dish for variants to like you know thrive <laughs> you have like yeah. a billion people getting infected with the virus mutating into yeah. alpha gamma beta yeah. delta whatever <laughs> right but we are pointing to the wuhan lab yeah. now the biggest like you know the smoking gun for everybody is virus started in wuhan the lab is in wuhan the simple reason the wuhan lab is in wuhan is because that is an area with a lot of corona viruses because there are a lot of bats and 9 out of 10 times these kind of labs are located in the areas where the disease outbreaks happen 
yeah you you will have an ebola lab uh, in an area which has ebola you'll have a dengue lab in latin america wuhan is just the area they have chose, chosen because that's where all the action is and big surprise the action happened exactly where the action typically happens correct so it is not a smoking gun it is the exact opposite it's the most boring science at work most likely outcome of, of most likely things right. yeah 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 whereas it, in your head wow like it started at that what a coincidence it yeah. is actually the exact opposite of a coincidence yeah. it's somebody has set up a lab in an area where there's a lot of viruses and mm. you get a virus from there it is the opposite of a coincidence no absolutely and i think uh, it's a great uh, point that you brought up uh, on the sundarbans event and you know what has happened and i feel that um, you know things this is the, what that causes without without any kind of uh, scientific research or a bent of scientific um, um how do you call it the temperament the you know scientific research is not possible across the population for everybody basically to do but you could have a scientific temperament you yeah. could basically have a temperament to understand that certain things happen just because they happen and yeah. once they happen the only way for you to basically do is uh, what you can do is to control it and to find causes for it not to happen again but there's sometimes no point in you going back and trying to sort out things in a way that who was responsible for it because there's no point in it and what it causes in the cholera example that you basically talked about it causes long term stigma yeah and it has caused stigma in india as in globally india for the for about 50 60 years was known to be not a great place to visit as in people who come from outside still don't have water in india yeah it's yeah. it's not something that we should be you know proud of but we've got used to it in some ways right and it's because of these uh, news i think globally there's been a stigma around certain things um, you know african countries have a stigma for all international travelers in some ways right and that is because of news that you hear that is because of the temperament that you have about apportioning blame to people and practices more than sometimes science i'm not saying that everything that these countries have um, from a stigma perspective might be false but all stigma is false all thoughts or all notions might not be false so it's it's a very interesting analogy because uh, right now um, we've seen hate crimes against chinese in the us uh because of this particular reason that you as in the chinese population in the us has you know faced the brunt of a uh, media um, uh, right wing media and right wing politicians driving hate towards chinese after the virus happened and they faced the brunt on the street by people attacking them why does that happen that's absolutely stigma uh, that has been basically um, caused by you know, misinformation uh people who don't really try to create a journalistic environment they're spreading news just because they can on sensational topics because it sells more uh, news at the end of the day so we have been irresponsible out of all of those uh, you know research pieces that we've heard or read there are pieces which continuously um you know give you a balanced view that has the and and the balance view does not start at the text of the article it has to start right at the headline of the article because we are a population that is continuously uh, skimming headlines 
and only reading the headlines and trying to basically make a mental map of what the news is so a headline should be balanced as well whenever you hear a a, a headline that is absolutely definite on on a particular angle of the research or or theories around origins you know i would advise going after you know after all of the research that we've done please read the article and charat you can basically share your thoughts on this but i would go as far as saying that 9 out of 10 times you would you would find out yourself that the headline is a lie the headline is basically just sensational it does not give you the information that the article body gives you the article body will throw everything that the headline has said into suspicion <laughs> so much so that you at the end of the thing you will say maybe they were trying to basically say the opposite in the headline and the body says absolutely opposite so be very careful when you're absorbing news around the coronavirus origins because the zoonotic um spillover theory and the lab leak theory both have been unproved uh, both are unproven at this point in time both have circumstantial evidence both are only correlations they are not causation so effectively none of the evidence that has been found on either of those pieces can 100% say or even 90% say that this basically has happened this way so be very careful when you're consuming news because news is becoming overnight you know sensations and effectively they have nothing to do with truth at this point in time with respect to the origins story if you want to read yes. more obviously read as much as possible you will get a balanced view of where we are in what how much degree of information how much degree of scientific research has happened and how much investigation has happened on the lab leak and you will find it out yourself Yes. that's 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 my take away from the overall conversation yes i think i have a favorite news item to point out to there hmm so there was this news article i read on ndtv which really outraged me because of the headline like mm-hmm. you were saying right and now incidentally when i was looking for it uh, to talk about here yeah. i saw that the same uh, exact same news article is published in uh, hindustan times times of india there's so many money control uh cnbc business today dot in so mm. every news outlet has the exact same headline and the headline says us report concluded covid 19 may have leaked from wuhan lab colon report okay okay so it concluded mm. that it may have leaked from the wuhan lab mm. according to some report now if you read that article it says that it is a report by a us government national laboratory mm. now that report is not out mm. uh, and they are quoting wall street journal who reported this yeah and wall street journal has said we are citing people familiar with the classified document okay, okay. so so, so see so, how so, far the uh, yeah like you know it's ndtv it's, india today is pointing uh, to wall street journal who is pointing to sources uh, and what did the source say it concluded that the hypothesis claiming the virus leaked from the lab is plausible and deserves further investigation fantastic this is like an inception <laughs> of sources <laughs> so now this headline right is uh, something you can write about any investigation ever in the world ever in the world right? exactly suppose you have yeah. a murder trial right and yeah. uh, tomorrow somebody gets murdered like somebody very high profile yeah. and 
say you passed by that direction then you are a very unlikely suspect mm. now i can write a headline saying that the hypothesis that kanishka chatterjee might have been responsible for this mm. is a plausible hypothesis which deserves further investigation further investigation right? yeah. this you could have written on day 1 <laughs> right so that's the quality of the headline and how misleading it is as usual like you said it's syndicated it is not original journalism it is just hand me down and reporting uh, what somebody else has written and even in what they have said mm. at the end of it they say that the person lawrence livermore uh, declined to comment on the wall street journal mm. <laughs> and they said that you know this mm. that and and the the funniest thing is that they end by saying us intelligence agencies are considering two likely scenarios yeah one that the virus resulted from a lab, laboratory accident or that it emerged from human contact with a infected animal but they have not come to a conclusion which is basically non news <laughs> I, I, and this is uh, you know obviously it's funny on one angle and uh, so concerning on the other that um we are in an atmosphere where i don't really know um <laughs> how to get to news how do how to get to basically without spending like 3 hours researching topics how do you yeah. get to daily news uh, and and the fact is that you know um your newspaper was uh, something that uh, that had that that had higher standards because yeah. of the fact that at least uh, the team had to basically research extensively and whatever you printed had to be true so they would take um, you know a lot of um, time to basically map out what that headline should be and that headline should not be deceiving i guess we grew up like that yeah but right now i think the the business of uh, putting in uh, interesting headlines just because on the digital platform that you are consuming this ad you don't really have time so you have to catch up catch eyes uh, catch eyeballs in some some way and this is becoming overtly dangerous because if when the way that you basically said that headline yeah it could mean nothing but the fact that finally we, we know where this has come from and then once you start reading it it has no context uh, to any kind of evidence so um, and even if there's an evidence it's behind uh, you know three layers of sources on which the source the main source is not even willing to talk or willing to basically have a conversation i haven't really seen interviews done by so that whole interview process has completely been thrown out um it used to happen repeatedly where somebody would be interviewed for about 30 minutes on a particular topic who had some amount of um you know authority on that that cultures that subculture of maybe talking to the head of um um you know for for our in our per, in our perspective uh, what is the body uh, that's basically looking at um, all all the vaccines and all the basically corona information i'm it's slipping my head uh in the us or no no in here in india um the I, drug controller no no uh, the oh, IR... ima ima icmr icmr yeah, call, yeah. so the the icmr head or the even the ima head the ima head got activated uh, because of the patanjali uh, <laughs> fiasco but outside of that we're not really getting into a long drawn conversation about what are the thoughts from the expert community it is again very political it is uh, you know a news that is basically coming your way is 
highly uh, opinionized already before it comes to your drawing uh, drawing room or effectively your your mobile phones uh, it's it's very concerning because this is funny that we can basically distill it like this and say that you know this is like completely bullshit that you're reporting but effectively it has an impact um, um, and it has an impact because all of us are trying to chase news to be the first person to actually give it to others in some way as in we are part of so many whatsapp groups so many interfaces on social media where we are continuously sharing information and in some ways it gives us uh, you know a, a high to share good information actual analysis and stuff like that but in the garb of which it, we might be also spreading fake narratives all the time um, yeah i mean you have to sympathize with people right like say ndtv hindustan times are not outlets which i would normally consider to be like you know fake news peddlers but yeah it's like a loophole now you just re-syndicate a, a clickbaity sort of article from somewhere and yeah. you make sure that you also get some of that eyeballs or like you know some of that revenue that would go to some of the fringe players you yeah. stay in the game but who suffers is the everyday person who is trying to find out what the truth is you know if such a person exists i'm sure they do but they are getting misled day in day out by all kinds of narratives on every single topic yeah Now, and i i i get um, i wanted to basically just interject and say one thing is that the um, uh, there are multiple people when they came to know that we were doing a uh, a uh, uh, recording on the lab leak issue hmm. the first question that they would ask is can you just tell me what your thought is like what do you believe is it lab leak <laughs> or is it basically the uh, it's it's come from the wet markets or it's come naturally now how do you actually distill all of this into a sound bite you can't not that yeah, people maybe... really care about my sound bite but effectively i'm just saying that you know if if the if the urgence if the impetus is to only hear a final argument then i think we are we are already basically lost the debate before we started because if it's only to get the final answer nobody really has it but you will find multiple people who are willing to basically give you their narrative as the final truth um, yeah but that being said i think since that feedback came and uh, since we have to like you know find a note to wrap this up why yeah. don't we give our sort of closing opinions now mm. whether that is a definitive answer or not at least we can give our viewpoint right so i i'll go first Yeah my view on this is it's very simple now the who said there are four potential scenarios that they were investigating interestingly they they said this uh, in a report published at the end of march way before this whole uh, fiasco so they even like you know said that 96 percentage uh, like that there was a virus which is 96 percentage uh, a match with the covid-19 virus right. found from the wuhan lab when they considered that possibility yeah. now later people started saying that 96% is like a smoking gun actually chimpanzees are 99% similar to uh, human beings by dna yeah. mm. so it is not 96% is like 40 years sorry i i i digressed a bit uh, yeah, yeah. but the point is that the who has been uh, you know talking about it uh, they have looked at multiple scenarios including this mm. so my view is very simple the answer is not clear yet mm. and that is not surprising because mm. these kind of things take time sometimes yeah. you might never get a definitive answer the answer is most likely a virus which emerged naturally 
Hmm. And very likely that it emerged from a bat because yeah. bats have known to be coronavirus uh, reservoirs. Yeah, yeah, they're in that area, and you yeah. know they there's like one thousand two hundred uh, species of bats. Bats are the only flying mammals, so they get around a lot. Their yeah. immune systems uh, kind of coexist with viruses and uh, help sort of like you know breed them, and mm. then they jump ship. So mm. there are many reasons why bats can be the source. So mm. very likely it's a bat which was the original source. It is also possible that it could be something like a mink or some other animal, and it bounced back and forth. Yeah. Because right now we are seeing cases where you know from human beings it is going to mink, it is going to lions, it's going to different species. Right? Yeah. So the answer most likely is this, because this is the answer to most pandemics that have happened throughout human history for mm. for thousands or even millions of years. Right. Yeah. From the time we have started living in populated areas and. uh started like you know intermingling and diseases started jumping around this has been the most common source not necessarily yeah. bats but a yeah. natural origin yeah so that's my take on it that's the most likely uh reason it is possible that it could be uh from like a lab but mm. when we say it could be from a lab we are talking about one single lab right the wuhan lab yeah when we are talking like when we say it could be natural or uh, a lab leak it sounds like it's a choice between two options whereas the yeah. truth is that it is a choice between thousands of options on one side versus one lab on the other side okay. because if it is natural it could have been from 1200 species of bats it could have been from mink it could have been from many species within that that it could have been from millions of bats yeah. it could have been one of those bats right mm-hmm. or a few of those bats so the vast amount of you know uh evidence or like you know what has happened historically all points to this but we should be open to every possibility till it is concluded uh re- with beyond a reasonable doubt what is the source yes. and if lab leak is one of the potential reasons we should investigate that and people are investigating it including the who now if somebody is on a mission to investigate this one particular possibility yeah. that is fine too they can do it because you need people to do that but they should not make it seem like their investigation into the most or the least likely uh, reason is the most likely reason simple as that so that's Absolutely. that's my view on this just so to I, conclude yeah yeah and i agree to some some of them uh, i have a diff- slightly different view of uh, this uh, from my perspective before i started researching on this heavily i was just another person trying to basically consume uh, the headlines and trying to basically make sense of uh, um where this discussion was going and um i would say that uh, when i when i when i actually looked at uh, the the results from drastic um um in in late may and early june right in the middle of the second wave in india and um it it raised some kind of uh, anger in me that uh, there was some amount of things that were hidden now that's from the top of the news uh, that you would basically consumed at that point of time but once you start going deeper and you start understanding this of how virology happens how research in virology happens nothing that they found is conclusive to anything what they yeah. found is that basically research was happening continuously and research has to happen in these kind of labs continuously because things don't stop uh, 
happening there are basically it might not be a pandemic or a epidemic but there are still small virus breakouts almost every year which has to be contained and that kind of containment can only be happening if the virology research continues so they yeah. didn't really find anything that was uh, you know a smoking gun so what it told me uh, is that if, if i had to take a decision about me thinking about this question from now onwards and this is advice that i'm giving myself and you you may choose to basically take it or not take it is that i'm not going to be worried about the lab leak or the origin or how it broke up right now i'm going to wait i'm going to yeah. wait for a incredibly long time for things to basically surface and in the middle anything that comes in which basically starts off as saying you know us has concluded this is this may be the reason and then in the body it has everything else i'll <laughs> i'll throw it in the dustbin because i don't need to either share it or read it maybe i read it i don't basically give it uh, any kind of uh, if i if i think that certain news that makes sense i'll do more research on it before i share it because i don't think that this is basically getting reported the right way this is getting treated the right way giving given all the information that we've been researching this is just raising your um, your you know your your levels of basically heightened um what do you call it anticipation of finding out um, you know w- what the actual matter is so it's sensationalism it's all clickbaity now what do you need to do advice to myself i need to basically forget about this topic for a while because i don't think the topic is well researched and the research is out of my hand so if what's in my control is to basically be very very particular about what i consume and to if you had to pick up and if i had to pick up one thread out of these two things my vote would go to zoonatic i would say that this was a natural occurrence which happened some small event which uh, which had a domino effect and effectively with that domino effect it it has resulted into a worldwide pandemic with uh, huge human and humanitarian humanitarian and economical ramifications uh, but i do not think that this is going to be a lab leak theory until and unless i see actual hard evidence on that side which is going to take time so that's my view on the entire matter yeah so that's a that's a good note to end this on so hmm. basically we don't know but <laughs> we think something is likely because that's what the you know the most of the evidence is pointing at and yeah. i think we we'll just close on that note yeah. and wait yeah and um, uh, so thanks for some people who have stuck on and listened to the entire podcast uh, i think uh, this needed time and this needed a lot of investment in terms of conversations and points to be discussed so we've done that if you think you need a 5 minute podcast please listen to the first 3 minutes and the last 2 uh, minutes <laughs> and you will get the gist of what we are saying uh, but if you really need to basically live with us on this banter then please give it a, a here and let us know your thoughts and whoever tells us that they've uh, heard the entire podcast uh, there are surprise gifts waiting for you <laughs> great all right so perfect thanks everybody thank you bye bye charak bye